what, 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 what it do, guys? It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 15. Is it? Mm-hmm. 15. This one will be 15. How's everyone doing today? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sunday for us. It is Sunday for us. Sunday, the uh, May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> or... We're at Hillsong today, Cinco de Mazio, because Frank DiMazio was oh, yeah. at church today. <laughs> that was good. Sir. That was yeah, a good was message. Good. That was a good message. Uh, so, all right. Should we just dive right in? Let's just do it. Get, in, get into this episode. Talking about another topic that I believe is near and dear to every single Christian person's heart. Doubt. Which is why we called this the benefit of the doubt, and we're going to... And it's something that even if before you were Christian, you dealt with, right before you decided to become a Christian, you dealt with, after you decided yep. to become a Christian, you dealt with, Don't. and even if you're 20 years a Christian and you still deal with this. Yep. Yep. We can't escape it. I believe every person, I really truly believe every single person goes through it. Yep. Sometimes more, sometimes more less. More so than others, yeah. Just depends. But um, real quick, but I, before we get started... Big shout out to everyone who's been listening to us through these 15 episodes. We love you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you a million times for... We see you, Ohio. Everybody, like all the different countries. Like we've, like, honestly, we've hit European countries yeah. and Mexico. Netherlands, and, way to go. Yeah, Sweden's on there Sweden now. Sweden was yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. So. Vamos Mexico, viva la raza. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, no, seriously, thank you guys so much. Uh, we would not, I mean... We would still be doing this if nobody was listening, but you guys yeah. are really supporting us and helping us out. So much love to all you guys out there. So mm-hmm. let's dive in. Um, we're going to be in the book of James today, right? We're talking about doubt. I, I figured where else should we go other than the book of James? And this is in chapter one. A lot of people, if you grew up in church or if you're in church, you'll know this one. Um, even if you just search like, what does the Bible say about doubt? Mm-hmm. This will come up. Mm-hmm. So James chapter one, verses five through eight, which says, if, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. There's our word. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. A little harsh there at the end, James, <laughs> or whoever wrote that. Cutting deep, bro. <laughs> so, um, real quick, I found this. Uh, I just decided to look this up before we started this. Uh, what, so, okay, what does the word doubt mean? Kind of sometimes ambiguous. Am I really doubtful? Am I not? So, just a simple dictionary definition for all you word geeks out there. Um, it's a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. Hmm. Lack, I <laughs> see. Okay, okay. Uh huh. So real quick, I'm gonna go on this right now because I feel this in my spirit. Go, 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 go. Lack of conviction. Who is the person who convicts us? The Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's job is to convict us. Yes. To to not to shame us, not to give us guilt, but to convict us to say eh, something's not really right in here. So for doubt, if you have doubt present, that means you have a lack of conviction. That means you may not be in tune with the Holy Spirit. You may not be fully aligned. Doesn't mean he's not with you. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. However, 
that doesn't mean you may not necessarily be mm-hmm. in line with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. So if you have doubt, first things first, heart check. First things first, heart, like check your heart. Like, are you really in line with what God has been telling you? Are you really like following in his path and, and listening to the Holy Spirit? Um, you know, so like synonyms are like uncertainty, lack of certainty, unsureness, indecision, hesitation, hesitancy, uh, suspicion, confusion. These are all words of the enemy. <laughs> okay. Like these are all words that Satan will throw at us and cause us to have. Um, however, doubt as a verb, right? That's kind of like a, a noun form of the thing doubt. Doubt is both a noun and a verb. And then and the verb kind of thing is just, it's the same thing, but to feel uncertain about. But I want to keep going down. Just This is just a quick Google search. I love this because the archaic version of doubt is fear mm-hmm. or to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Now, little Bible trivia here. In the Bible, what is the greatest? I'm going to ask you, Easy, and ask all of our listeners. What is, the, what is the single most command God gives all the time? That God gives? Yes. What is the, the most used command that God gives his people or individuals? Not commandment, but command. Right. Yeah, not one of the Ten Commandments, but what is, he says this a lot. Trust in me? Close. Uh, have faith in me? No. No, no. It's all, okay, it's used 365 times in the Bible. Or sorry, 366 times oh. in the Bible. Do not be afraid. Oh. Don't be afraid. Oh. And so here we have doubt. The archaic kind of meaning behind doubt is to be afraid. Okay, I'm just going If you to... could only see my face, listeners. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to go into this because go. this is a later point. Go, go, go. But I feel this right now talking about this. Doubt is the favorite tactic of the enemy. Yes, it is. It is what he will, like, Satan will use doubt so much. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that if he can get you to doubt something of what God has said or about what God was going to do, he can influence the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You will start questioning God, like we just talked about in the last episode about putting on the full armor of God, right? That um, what was it? The, the the breastplate or something that, or the the helmet, yeah. the helmet of yeah. salvation protects us from the doubt that will come into our lives. Blocks those doubtful whispers. Yeah, like when you have a helmet on, your ears are covered, mm-hmm. right? My ears mm-hmm. are covered right now. And I can't tell how loud I'm talking. I can't hear anything <laughs> else. But doubt is. I just, I had this revelation the other day, like the enemy will use doubt more yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Why? Because that starts to eat into your heart. That starts to eat into your mm-hmm. mind. Like now mm-hmm. your mind starts thinking of things mm-hmm. that transfers down to your heart, all these kinds of things. And so if that's, again, if, and this, this just kind of solidifies it for me that that's his greatest tool because God's greatest command is don't be afraid. AKA don't doubt. Don't be afraid. Oh, don't doubt. Like, don't listen to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> so. I got a story for this one that just popped up, bro. Go, so. tell it right now. <laughs> right now, right now. You want me to say it right now? Okay. Um, so growing up, or not growing up, but yeah, yeah, growing up, my parents would tell me stories of you know their relationship when they were married and stuff like that. Yeah. And one in particular fits this really well. It was this, it was a moment when my parents they're trying to you know have a baby. Yeah. And mm-hmm. 
my mom just would get pregnant and then lose the miscarriage. She would miscarriage. So, and she did this three times, like in a row. So, you can only imagine what a woman feels when she's tried it three times mm, and yeah. was denied three yeah. times having a, to have a kid. That's a significant number. Uh-huh. Now, now, here's the part where that doubt creeped in to my mom. I remember my mom saying that she one day, after like the second time, like packed up all of her stuff like clothes mm. and things and shoes <laughs> and she was like and my dad just got home and my mom was standing there like i'm leaving with her suitcases and stuff and she's like i'm leaving you i know you really want kids <laughs> your and dad's like, like what i know you really want kids and i can't give that to you because like something's wrong with me and my dad's like i married you because i love you Ooh. like good man right there like i'm not in this just to have kids right you know, but but think about it as God saying to us when we have those moments of doubts <laughs> with things I'm that just it's like go, God. It's like God, like I'm not even good oh. enough. I'm not I'm not strong enough. I'm not the type of person to lead people. And God's like, Yeah, but I love you for mm. you, not for what you can do. I chose you before you chose yourself. Exactly. Mm. So like for my parents, it was incredible that, you know, they 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 lasted three uh miscarriages yeah and they still had faith that they would have me yeah and yeah. but but the the amount of doubt that crept into my mom's heart you know about like of course man going through that three times mm -hmm. three strikes you know essentially three strikes and that's it wasn't your mom like essentially promised by God to, to have? Yeah. So three she boys? was, and here's here's where I want to tie it in with what we're going to be talking okay. about. Okay. Okay. Um, and I have a I have a scripture for this too. Okay. Um, <laughs> that I just came up that I didn't come up with, but it just right came, came to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's when so my mom basically has has said, okay, when I grow up, I want to have. She didn't. She just said this. I want to have. Three kids, three boys in particular. Specifically. I want three boys, three years apart. Hmm. Right? Three kids, three boys, three <laughs> years apart. Well, my mom has three boys, three years apart. <laughs> you. Scariest thing. Eli. <laughs> yeah, me, Paul. Paul, and Eli. Yeah. And we're all three years apart. Um, and the funniest <laughs> part is that she went to this like conference once and my dad was just telling me honestly j literally just the other day um why do these stories always come up always when, like, at the right time yeah and my dad is like telling me like oh yeah you know when your mom was your mom was given a word but like there was this guy that was preaching and he had uh like uh what is it uh what is it when you have i'm like blanking out on words here uh reputation for like yeah you know, prophesying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, my dad just so happened to be the translator for that service. Okay. Right? Yeah. So the guy's preaching. My dad's <laughs> translating. And in the middle of the guy's sermon, he stops, looks at my dad, and he's like, where's your wife? Bring her up here. My dad's like, hey, yo, come up here. And my mom's walking up, and my mom's like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy looks at her, holds, like, grabs her by the shoulder, and then like points at her belly and says, 
God knows the desires of your heart, hmm. and He knows what you really, really want, and what you really, really. He, and he, this guy never met my parents. Sure, uh huh. Never spoke to them before. He just met my dad right before the service, basically, and said, "Okay, you're going to be, you know, my interpreter. Here's what I like. Here's how fast the pace I go." Yeah. So that's all my dad got to know about this guy, or that guy, that guy got to know about my dad. So this guy is like. Basically telling my mom, like, yo, I know your God knows the desires of your heart, and he knows specifically hmm. that you want three boys three years apart. <laughs> and my mom's like, oh, snap. <laughs> and here's the craziest part. Not only, <laughs> I don't know why it's always three. Not only was, three is a really significant number in my life, by the way. <laughs> Not only was it three boys three years apart, she also had um, three people. Confirmed to her <laughs> this well, like this desire in her heart, and then just to top it off, her firstborn son, me, my full name is Ezekiel Daniel Gomez, <laughs> the third, the third. <laughs> well, on top of that, she had three miscarriages. Exactly, three miscarriages. Like, three people oh, tell her, "Gosh, I know, man. My family is crazy. That's insane." But. Yeah, but what, like, what I want to, before we really get into this. Keep going, keep going. What I want to talk about for that is what, what brought the verse that, came, that uh, came up to me was in Genesis 17, 15 through 21, and it's dealing with Abraham. Yes, yep. And Sarah, and Ooh, yeah. basically going to try to paraphrase it for you guys, because we're trying to get through this podcast, <laughs> um, <laughs> is... You know, basically, God was telling Abraham, like, you're no longer called, you're not going to call your wife Sarai or whatever it was, however it was pronounced. She has a new name. She has a new name, and it'll be Sarah, and I will bless the son you have with her. And Abraham basically, like, fell down to the, fifth, the floor <laughs> and was, like, laughing to himself and saying, how, like, am I, how is she, a 90-year-old, <laughs> going to have a kid, and how am I, a 100-year-old, going to be a father? And... Then Abraham tries to bargain with God and say, well, can't you just bless Ishmael? I mean, he is my technically my firstborn son. And God's like, yo, but that's not the one I told you was going to receive the blessing. The one that's going to receive the blessing is the one I told you to name. Yeah, yeah. You know, you named him on your own free will. <laughs> and so as it continues, <laughs> here's the part where, where, that, where the doubt is like accentuated and it's when he basically says to him like well no it's not going to be ishmael mm -hmm. and then god and then abraham's like but can you like take care of him and he says yeah don't worry i will make his life fruitful and for him to like you know and he will greatly increase his numbers meaning he will now be his be like his own he will have his own generations of generations to come but like that's the part that in that scripture that doesn't get talked about a lot right. is Abraham's not only. And I mean, this is like one of his first acts of, of like following and faith being faithful in God that doesn't get talked about Right, is to have the faith to kick out his firstborn son and his mom yeah. and say yeah. to the wilderness with you people. Right. When he didn't even have Isaac yet. And he didn't even have Isaac yet. Oh, exactly. My goodness. Anyways. That was just something that came to me because, like, my mom told me that when she went through that, like, she felt so much doubt. Yeah. 
that like, oh, this guy doesn't want to be with me anymore because I can't get pregnant and like I'm useless at that point. And my dad's like, yo, I don't love you because you can't, I don't love, I didn't love you because I didn't know you couldn't get pregnant or that you can be pregnant. Like, I love you because it's you. Right. Well, and I mean, that's the thing. Like going back to all this, like doubt is part of faith. Mm -hmm. Like every single person in the Bible. Mm Mm-hmm. And with the exception of Jesus, but exactly. like exactly. And as you might know by the title of this, there's a benefit. There's a benefit to doubting. To doubting. Yep. We're gonna get into that. But all right now. Sorry, I just had no, to no. That's go a, off that's, topic for a little no. bit. <laughs> but like your mom, it would have been easy for her to doubt. Yeah. And God so just and pack to say, up well, and leave. I've had three miscarriages. That must be a sign that I'm not having. It's not happening. Boys. Yeah. But no, she said, I have the faith. I have the 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 will to mm-hmm. say God. I and to furthermore you. test like. Go on my Instagram and like look at yep. my family photo. Yep. My mom has three boys. I'm not even joking. Right. Like this is not a made up story. Like it's, <laughs> I've met them all. Yeah, <laughs> hung out with you guys. No, like I, I just when you read through the Bible, like every it seems like every single person has gone through doubt. Moses went through doubt. Like yeah. I, Lord, did you really call me to do this? I'm exactly. not a good speaker. Exactly. Like, I bet Joshua and the Israelite army walking around the walls of Jericho and seeing nothing happen was probably like, mm. Like, Even, how many of those soldiers were like, D- yo, is Joshua really serious about this right mm-hmm, now? Mm-hmm. Even up to the point of John the Baptist, too. Right. For him Are to, you the one we should be looking for? Yeah. And then, and then to be like, to be like, baptize me then, Jesus. And then he's like, no, you baptize me. Yeah. And what do you think? <laughs> he's probably like doubting himself, like... How am I going to baptize the son of God here? Like the one that's come to like save the world. Yep. And you want me to baptize you? I'm not worthy of baptizing you, Jesus. Yeah, you are. How much doubt do you think Joseph had? Joseph ooh, and Mary. Ooh. For Joseph. For too. Joseph. Mary, Mary, of course. Like, okay, like but, I but guess. But it, it happened from Joseph, to Mary. Yeah. From Joseph, it's like. For Joseph to give Mary the benefit woman, of the doubt. You're pregnant? <laughs> Right? I thought you were a virgin. <laughs> What's oh, going just, on here? It's just the Holy Spirit, Joseph. <laughs> like, can you imagine that conversation that Joseph is like, uh-huh, you pregnant. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, By whom now? <laughs> who is this God you're talking about but that got you pregnant? I told you about this the other day. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love this part. Because not only for Joseph to... To have the faith in God to say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to, I'm going to stay with Mary. I'm going to stay with her. Yes. The angel came to Joseph, right, in his doubt and said, you are to give him the name Jesus. So in Joseph's doubt, God comes to him mm-hmm. and says, you have a part to play. Mm-hmm. Like you are, I, I'm you are giving not, you the authority to yes, name right, him right. Jesus. It was the culture at the time, but... In that moment, like imagine that responsibility that Joseph now felt aside from his doubt. Like he's probably sitting there going, man, like, am I really supposed to do this? Like, is this like, is Mary serious? Is God serious? And God comes and says, you are to give him the name Jesus. You are his, his, his earthly father. I'm his heavenly father. You have a stake in all of this. That reminds me of people's blessings. Ooh, okay. That (laughs) (laughs) metaphorically speaking. God has given us a blessing, yeah. but it's up to us to put a name yes. on that yeah. blessing, on that gift. Yeah. To say, so whatever it is, like, you know, if 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 you are one to like be really good with like the elderly, sure, 
and you know that that's what your area of work and ministry is, mm-hmm. God gave you the ability to work with them, but it's your job to like put that name on it and say, I want to work with the elderly. Right. I want to work in the worship. Yeah. I want to work as a pastor. I want to work in, um, you know, like pastoral care. It's your job to name your blessing. God has given yes, it to you, yep. oh. but it's up to your up to you to name it. And naming it is also a whole part of discovering. Yeah, the name. Yeah, like the purpose and the deeper and the calling purpose. behind it. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Oh my God, we are on fire, man. We haven't even <laughs> yeah, we're, started. We're the... on point one. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, though, right? Doubt, I believe, is part of the Christian faith. I think you have to go through it, but you can't stay in it. Mm, mm. Doubt does not mean you stay in it. That means you you don't even understand it, right? But you don't you don't even accept it. Like you just like I know this is a lie, but God, this is a really strong lie, and I'm trying to fight it. God, help mm-hmm, me to mm-hmm. to overcome this. So again, doubt is part of the Christian faith. Second point, just moving right along here. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I see, I, easy, I'm looking at you right now. I see you across from me, mm-hmm. right? You are physically here. It's fact, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a couple months ago, you were in my apartment. That's fact. You were here. Yeah. Right? This desk was, my desk was here yesterday. That's yeah. a fact. Will you be here in a month? That's not a fact. That's a theory. Yeah. <laughs> Will my desk be here tomorrow? I'm guessing so, but someone could come and rob me. I don't, yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Doubt can only be experienced by looking to the future. Point number two, doubt can only be experienced by looking to the future. The past is solid. It's fact. It's done. It's, it, you know it happened. Mm-hmm. The present is factual. It's right now. You are in front of me. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. But 10 years from now... Probably not going to be in the same place with you sitting in front of me. Mm. You'll probably still be here, but it'll be a different situation. But Different setting, yeah. Right. But the only way we can experience doubt is if we stay in the future too long. Mm. The only, like, you, you, the pat. Uh, <laughs> the only uncertain thing we have in life is the future. But God has already worked that out. We know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. We know that... That in Jeremiah 29 11, I know the plans I have for you, plans yeah. to give you hope in the future, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, right? That's God's promise. God knows the future, and mm-hmm. he's the only one that does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when we try to get into it, when we try to put our own hand into it, <laughs> this is tying in later, when we try to put our own foot in that door, when we're not supposed to be there yet, we experience doubt. Because we don't have any idea what that's going to look like. Same thing with Abraham. Exactly. He made it happen on his own and... Yep, and look what happened. I mean, same thing with, um, who was it? The, the two spies who went, the, the what, 12 spies who went into the land and said, and 10 came back and said, oh, there's giants, we can't do it. Mm. Right? There was doubt. But then, uh, I forget who the two men were. Was it Nathaniel and someone else? I don't, I don't remember. Anyways, two people had the faith to come back and say, we can, we can take it over. Like, God has given it to us. It's ours. Right? And here's another thing, too. Like, when you get, this is why it's important to be equally yoked and to be around people of similar mindsets. Because when you get around people who are constantly doubting stuff, mm-hmm. constantly saying that something can't happen. Like, look what happened in this story. Like, the ten overruled the two. Mm-hmm. And they didn't inherit the land because of their 
lack of faith or doubt. Get those flat tires out of your life. Right. <laughs> if you listen to the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh man. Dang. So that's why that's why it's so important to be in the present. That's why it's yeah. so important to say, God, what are you doing right now? Mm. God even said, see, I am doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like, forget the things of the past. Uh-huh. Forget the things I did. Forget the things that will come. Don't forget what I did. Forget how I did it. Because mm. I'm not going to do it the same way in the future. And if you are expecting me to work in the same way in the future and it doesn't happen, you're going to doubt me. That's why, that's why in Isaiah it says this. It says, forget the things of the past. God is telling this to the people. He is saying, forget these things because I'm not going to do it the same way. And if you are looking for this in the future, you're not going to see it and you're going to mm. doubt who I am. Mm. Gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Again, like, I can't tell you how many times I've doubted my calling. Mm. Right? Especially mm-hmm. now in a season where it's been, I've, I've Here's the thing, even with a super confirmation that I've had. Yeah. I'll just tell it very very briefly. So my pa- my my calling is to be a pastor. That's my 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 purpose in life is to be a pastor, to be a minister, to to preach. It is to do that. And gosh, when I a few years ago when I gosh, what was that? 2016 15 something like that. Um was going to get my hair cut, regular person who did it all the time, right? And I I knew she had faith before and um, this was going to be the last time I saw her and it was on my birthday. Right. And I had already kind of decided that like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this kind of pastor thing. I'd been thinking about it off and on for a little bit. Um, so I'm in there getting my hair cut. And again, last time that she's there and out of nowhere, we're not talking about God or faith or anything. And then she just starts, she's like, I just need to tell you something. I'm like, okay. And she says, I feel like if there is something like in your life that you want to do that you should just go for it. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> and immediately in my mind, the first thing that popped up was this minister, this pastor idea to become a pastor, become a preacher. And I kind of quickly dismissed that. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm, not really. And I was, I was drumming in the worship band with you at the time. I was like, it's probably like to be a prof- professional like worship drummer, maybe start some YouTube videos, mm-hmm. tutorials, whatever it was. And I said, that, oh, yeah, that's it. I kind of said, that's, that's what I should start doing. I should start doing that. And she kind of keeps going, you know, she, she's just like, you know, like, you shouldn't be afraid to do it, which that should have been assigned to me. Like God said, don't be afraid. She's like, um, you know, don't be afraid, like just jump into it. Like you should, you can absolutely do it. I fully believe this. Like, I just feel it. Like you should do it. We're about finished up and she stops completely what she's doing. She just stops. And she like comes around the chair and shows me her arm. And she's like, I have goosebumps right now. And she's like, I'm getting something. And what she said next kind of confirmed my calling was uh-huh. that she said, he's telling me that he knows which one it is and it's the one he's most afraid of. <laughs> so this was, again, like she's, she is telling me that mm-hmm. like she is hearing God speak to her mm-hmm. and for, for me to have those two options and for me to dismiss the pastor one, because I, that would, that would have meant I had to have stopped school and everything else. And, kind of switch for that moment for for her to just be like he's telling me he knows which one it is like is god scary. god's like he knows which one yeah i'm not stupid he knows which one it is because i knew i was thinking and i was like oh it's the ministry thing oh no like oh, I'll just put that in the back <laughs> yeah burner. it's no big deal 
and it's the one I was most afraid of. So that's my, that's, that was like my super calling, right? That kind of like God speaking directly to me through somebody else. Mm -hmm. I've doubted that a lot. Like when we were doing Friday night services and I would preach and I would just not feel it. I'm like, man, like, I don't know about this. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm really called to do this, God, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So again, I just, it's so, it's so easy. And so part of the, like part of a strong faith, I think you have to doubt at some point. Like, God, is this really you? God, did you really say this? God, is this like really what you have been telling me? Like, is this mm-hmm. really what you want me to mm-hmm. do? And, and there's, a, there's a huge benefit to doubting. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why we're, we're trying to, like, get that into your guys' minds that, like, it's okay to doubt. But like you just said, it is so important not to remain right. doubting. And I haven't stayed there. I, I, I've had those moments, but I've gone back to the word and said, you know what, God, no, you, I, I remind myself of these things mm-hmm, that he's spoken mm-hmm, over me and said, mm-hmm. you know what, God, no, you told me this. I believe you, mm-hmm. not what the enemy is telling me. I believe what you have said over my life. Yep. Um, so, okay. I found this the other day, um, or just last night, actually thinking about this stuff. So I want to go back to James. And here, here's where we're kind of getting into the benefit of the doubt. Like, what comes from doubting? What, what do we really gain from doubting? Mm-hmm. So, back to James. And what are, okay, what are we supposed to ask God for? James says, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. What are we asking for? Uh, <laughs> right before that, it says, if any of fancy you... fancy car, nice job. Yeah. Um, we should ask for to win the lottery, and God will give it without finding. F- no, no. It says if any of you lacks wisdom, if you lack wisdom, you should ask God, and He will give it to you. Mm-hmm. And when you ask, don't doubt that He's going to give you that wisdom, mm-hmm. right? So that's what we're supposed to be asking for. If we lack it, ask God for it, and don't doubt that He'll do it. Now. Let's go way, 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 way back to Adam and Eve, okay? Mm-hmm. I want to read this to you. Uh, this is in Genesis chapter 3. I'm talking about threes here. This is chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of, any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Mm. First of all, God made the serpent, okay? Let's just throw that in there. God, mm-hmm. God made the serpent. It wasn't just there. God made him. Okay. He said to the woman, did God really say, and here, this is how we know. Mm-hmm. This, is how, this is how we identify when the enemy is speaking. It'll sound like that. Did God really say that? Mm-hmm. And this is biblical. So he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat from the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Hmm. You will not certainly die, mm-hmm. the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat it, eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of, of the tree was good for, uh, good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom... Keep that in mind. She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Okay. 
first of all, Eve is incorrect here. Mm. This is not what God said. Let me go back. Um, bup, 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 bup. Give me a moment here. Okay, here's what it says. This is in chapter 2, um, verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. That's what God said. Now listen to what Eve says that God said. She says, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it or you will die. So she's twisting mm-hmm. what God has said. She, she is forming new ideas. She's putting new things here on top of what God has said. Mm. Okay? Because mm. God never said you can't touch it. Mm. God said just don't eat it. You can eat from any tree in the garden. Except this one. He didn't say it was in the middle, which that's probably significant. But this is where this is where doubt came in. Okay. And again, doubt is the greatest tactic of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go back to James real quick. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Back down to Genesis. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye. And also desirable for what? Gaining wisdom. What'd she do? She took it. So Eve has taken things into her own hands at this point. Mm -hmm. She says, oh, that's good for me to gain wisdom. James says we should ask God for it, not take it. Here in this beginning story of Genesis, Eve says, oh, I can gain wisdom from that. Let me have some. And snatches the fruit of the of the tree right off and eats it mm-hmm. and then gives it to her husband. Mm-hmm. But James says, if we lack wisdom, we should ask God for it and not doubt. And see, this is, this is where it's so tricky because what did the serpent do? He came and said, did God really say that? Huh? He's putting that doubt huh. before anything else. He's putting that doubt in her mind. Did God really say you'd be a pastor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Did God really say that you can't eat from any, Tree in the garden, Eve says, well, he said it like this, but, right, God said it, but I see that it's good for food and for gaining wisdom. So what, what could it hurt? Mm. I'll just take it for myself and do, it, do this myself. Mm. And here's another thing with all of this. So in the beginning, it was Adam, Eve, and God. Okay, number three. This is significant. We're talking about threes and everything in this. In the beginning, it, with, with, in the garden, it was Adam, Eve, and God. And Satan stepped into the picture as a serpent. And now, in this moment, it's Adam, Eve, and Satan. If Satan can get a little bit of alone time with you, he will put doubt into your mind. Mm-hmm. If he can get a little bit of your time, all mm-hmm. he will do is just put a, put a little seed in you and say, Did God really say that? I don't know if he did. I don't know about that. That sounds unrealistic. Yeah. I, no, he... He doesn't he, want you to eat that because you'd be too much like did, him. Did God really say that that you would have kids, that you would be a mother? Mm. Did God really say that 
your brother would come to Christ? Did God really say that your sister would come to Christ? Did God really say that you would be able to change your friend's life in bringing hmm. them to church? Did God really say... You can't make that much of a difference. That, that you can't make that much money? Did God really say that you won't get that that you will get that promotion? All these kinds of thoughts are straight from the mouth of the enemy. And we know that if he's talking, you speak if he's talking, he's lying. Right? And again, like doubt will doubt will cause you to take things into your own hands mm-hmm. and to do it your own way. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to Abraham and Sarah, right? I don't know about this God. Hey, hey, Abraham, come over and sleep with Hagar and just do it your own way. And yeah. we'll, we'll just, we'll do it our own way. Because yeah. that looks too far in the future. That looks too hard for God to do. And okay, yeah. Doubt will cause you to take things into your own hands. Mm-hmm. And again, this is why, the, again, going back to what we just talked about at the beginning, the, that the greatest commandment or command, not not the Ten Commandments, but the greatest command God gives throughout the whole Bible is don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that comes from don't doubt mm. because he, God knows what the enemy is going to try to do to people. He's going to cause you to, uh, cause you to try to doubt God of what he said. And, and, and so God says, combat that. Don't be afraid. Look at my word. Like, listen to what I tell you. Real quick before we continue. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Um, I just feel the need to say this. For any of you that are struggling, because I know we've been talking about wisdom a little bit. If you're struggling and you want to know, how do I gain wisdom? Let me just direct you to one of the most important books in the Bible about wisdom. Where's that? One of my favorite books. It's called the book of Proverbs. Now, listen to the very like first chapter, essentially, Uh of, of it. It is like, so the... The book of Proverbs is uh, the book of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. And he basically says, to know wisdom and instruction, (laughs) to perceive the words of understanding, to receive in the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equality, equity, excuse me, to give uh, prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discern, excuse me, disrection. Dis- discretion discretion yeah there you go. <laughs> one of those words i'm oh you know what i'm reading the new king james version that's, that's why, why. <laughs> <laughs> let me uh switch that up a little bit what are you going with niv esv yeah niv <laughs> um and it says like let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the dis- mm. uh, discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables the sayings and riddles of the wise mm. And here's a very important part. Verse 7 in chapter 1 of Proverbs. Chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, (laughs) but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Mm. And then let me continue on a little bit. And then it says, listen, my son, to your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Now, you could put that into perspective with God and say, don't like... Don't give up on the things that you've learned from God because they are a garland to grace your head and chain Mm. Mm. to adorn your neck. Mm. So when you get those thick Cuban chains and you walking around, (laughs) you know, shiny chains, that's what this is. Yeah. That's what this is, man. Walking around with swagger. You're just walking around with, and then and then read it, read it for the rest of yourself because it goes on to basically what we're talking about. Yeah. Of 
you know, sinful men enticing you or sinful things, evil things, Mm -hmm. Satan coming in and giving you these thoughts. And it's basically telling you to like cast it away and just be like, nah, Mm. I fear the Lord, not you. Yeah. And fear as in like a reverence and awe and honor of God Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Not like a cowering and fear like, oh my God, he's going to spite me. No. Yeah. That's why it's, I fear the Lord, my God Almighty, mm, yep. and not you, Satan. I don't fear you. Right. Exactly. Because he has no power over no us. No power. He has no control over this world anymore because when Jesus got up out of that grave, he defeated mm-hmm. death, hell, in the grave, took the keys and said, this is my world. Sorry, you're kicked out. And even Jesus, when he was in the desert for 40 days. Yeah. What do you think the devil was trying to do? Put doubt into Jesus' mind and not only put doubt, but to test him and be like, yo, if you is the son of God, yeah, <laughs> you know, are you hungry, make this rocks, you know, a five star meal. <laughs> yeah. Men does not live on bread alone. <laughs> <laughs> but man, like, for those of you that are trying to understand that wisdom part, like, read the uh, book yeah, of Proverbs. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, it is so important. Yeah. So important. Full of wisdom. And that's, again, that's the thing because when you're seeking wisdom, you're seeking God. You're seeking God. And, and the enemy will try to get in there and push you apart. The closer you grow to God, the, the, the more he's going to try to push you apart. Because he knows when you get in that wisdom and you put on, put on that armor again and you just, you know, you fear the Lord and all these things, like nothing will be able to stop you. And you will, like, you will be given that stuff. You ask God for it and he will give it to you. So, you know, again, like doubt was present from the beginning with Adam and Eve. Like Satan came and was like, hey, like Eve was seeking wisdom, right? She's like, oh, this is good for gaining wisdom. And again, don't take it into your own hands. Ask God for it. Open up his word and, and read again what Izzy was saying in Proverbs chapter one. Like just start there and like seek God for wisdom. Here's the benefit of the doubt. Right? Everyone's been wondering, what's, what's what, the benefit What of do we it? have to gain yeah. from it? Here well, we go. The benefit of the doubt, when you are doubting something, is that it allows us to seek God, okay? And mm-hmm. in doing mm-hmm. so, we gain the wisdom in Him and in His Word. Ooh. Right? Because doubt will cause us to say, God is like, instead of turning away, instead of staying in our doubt and accepting it, we turn to God and say, God, like, what... I don't understand this. Help me understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, God, give me the wisdom. God, show me what you want me to see in this time. Like, I don't know if this is certain, God. I'm uncertain about my future. I'm uncertain about this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And so it allows us to come into a place of really love, of a place of humility and say, God, yeah. God, I need your wisdom yeah. in this. Yeah. Like, I'm uncertain I about can't. my situation, my prognosis, my doctor yeah, report. And I, I am can't uncertain. do it alone. Right. So doubt allows us to seek God really deeply. Mm-hmm. Like it allows us to lean into him and, and to lean not on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and the opposite of doubt isn't certainty. I think that's a really common misconception. Like the opposite of doubt is not being certain of something. I think it's this wisdom. I think the opposite of doubt is having the wisdom to say, even in the face of doubt, well, my God, Mm -hmm. but God, you know, to say in the face of, I got a really bad cancer diagnosis, Mm. but God shall provide all my needs, but God, Mm, all the, you know, whatever you want to follow up with that. So again, 
doubt and like embrace it. <laughs> like be encouraged when you have doubt. Again, don't stay in it, but know that you're gaining something from it. You are, God is allowing, God is giving you a chance to say, hey, lean into me. Ask me to help you understand this and I will show you, right? Psalm 139, search me and know, like, search me, know my heart, God. Like, test me, know my anxious thoughts. Like, see if there's any way in me that is, uh, like, unpleasing God and, like, just lead me in your way and, like that's what Psalm 139 says. And it's like, I really believe that's a really great thing to pray in times of doubt. Psalm 139, it's at the end. But just about saying like, search me, God, know my heart. Like find the doubt in me and see what's going on in there. So real quick, um, the word embrace. Yeah. Besides it being, you know, loving, so like mm-hmm, holding mm-hmm. someone that you cherish in your arms. It's also one of the, the other definitions is accept or support of a belief, theory, or change, hmm. willingly and enthusiastically. Hmm, yeah. But here's the difference between holding on to and embracing. That when you hold on, when <laughs> yeah. you hold on to doubt, you like clench your fist right. and you don't let it go. Right. Whereas if you embrace, you hold it just enough mm-hmm. to where you're just like, okay, it can slip out. Like for example, like like uh, holding sand. Yeah. You want to doubt is like sand when if, you, if you've ever gone to yeah. the beach Ooh, and you this. and you grab sand, right? Instead of bottling up that sand, let's make that sand doubt. Yep. Instead of bottling up that sand and taking it home with you, <laughs> just hold on to it and just have a loose enough grip to where it slips out of your hands. Yep. But each grain has huh. now made a mark in your yep. Yep. fingerprint mm-hmm. that you will for i mean you don't know but like spiritually speaking that you will now know yeah like okay this is what it felt like but i'm moving forward and i'm trusting you god like even yep. though this all this sand is in my hand i'm going to just embrace the doubt because there's obviously a reason mm. there's a benefit yep. of of doubting because now i get to understand more of what you can do for me yeah than what the enemy tries to do in, 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 in uh, tempting me or trying to put me down. I like that illustration. Yeah. And like clenching it. It's like when you clench it, like it, yeah, it, it all just kind of runs out and like shoots out the top of your hand. Yeah. And, you know, it's not secure, but then like, it's like you kind of slowly let it go, right? You might yeah. just open up the little, your hand just a little, little bit, a little, little bit, a little bit at a time. Like, eh, yeah, but after time, it's like it kind of, it feels good as you're letting it go, right? It's yeah. like, a, like a weird feeling. So yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. All righty. Well, again, really, really quick, just to run through these again. Doubt's part of the Christian faith. Can't escape it. Right. Doubt can only be experienced by looking to the future. Mm-hmm. So when you're doubting something, that usually means you're in the future, thinking about something that hasn't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. And then really a key point for me that I've learned to understand is that doubt is the favorite tactic of the enemy to get you to do, do all kinds of things, to take things into your own hands. and um, You're not good enough. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, like the opposite of doubt isn't certainty, but it's wisdom. And it's wisdom and yes. it's, it's understanding. Yes, yes, it is. And again, as for everyone just listening, the benefit of the doubt is that it allows us to seek God and in doing so, gain that wisdom in him and in his word and, and knowing who he is. Amen. So... If you're doubting, 
you're in good company. <laughs> We've all Seriously. been there. But don't stay in it. No. Lean into God. Go don't into hold his on word. To it. Go to Proverbs. Just seek him. Like ask him for it. Ask him for understanding. Ask him for wisdom. He'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. So. It's abundantly given. Exactly. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode about doubt and really a, a big topic that I think a lot of Christians struggle with and think that they shouldn't have, but it's really a part <laughs> of it, you know? Yeah, so it's a part of the walk. But before we always end, again. What do we do? Always offering that prayer for salvation. Hey. You know, someone's going to hear this, whether it's when we release this or 15 years in the future, mm-hmm. you know? Someone might hear this and say, hey, I, I'm doubting. I want to lean into God. I want to trust him. I want to make that relationship happen and begin to understand that better. So we're going to offer a prayer of salvation for you because the Bible says if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be yep, saved. Yep. Amen. Factual, present, right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to say this prayer, and then he's going to repeat after me, and you guys and don't can say, say this. Don't say this with doubt, any doubt. No say doubt. With strong conviction. Exactly. All right, and then uh, just say say it along with easy here. So say, dear God, dear God, I believe, I believe that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is your son, is your son, and Lord of all, and Lord of all. I believe He died for me. I believe He died for me. Took my sin, took my sin, and rose from the dead, and rose from the dead. Today I begin. Today I begin my new life. My new life. Believing in Him. Believing in Him. This is my new beginning. This is my new beginning. And I'll follow you. I'll follow you. Amen. Amen. Hey. Woo! Welcome to the family, everybody. Like a mafia. <laughs> no, we, if you, if you, <laughs> if you made that decision for the first time, we are celebrating with you. Uh, you made the best decision of your life. Straight up. The doubt's about to disappear. It's going to go completely, but hey, it's going to come back. But you know what? Now you're going to be able to combat it. You're going to stay. Exactly. It won't stick. So, and again, as always, if you guys made the decision, you want to reach out to us and let us know, we would love to hear from you. You just send us an email at connection.podcast3. <laughs> connection.podcast3. Oh, yeah. Or hit us up in those DMs on <laughs> Instagram at connectionpodcast. No, I was saying because we talked about the number three, and our, oh, our oh, email snap. is connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Bro, I'm telling you. Something on that number. Number three just follows I me. think the next episode we do between the two of us might have to be on number three. We'll see about that. But uh, It's the trinity. Anyways, guys, have a fantastic week. We love you all. Peace out, guys. Very sharp pitch. Snap. wonder what note that is. Oh, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna... Let's see how it sounds. <laughs>